0: Welcome to Raw and Order the Wrestling Booking Unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet with qualified immunity. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe.
1: What's going on, man? How are you? I'm a little tired. I had a rough weekend, but I'm 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 good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Huh <laughs> ready, ready to go.
0: Ready to go. Also joining us from up north RCMP JLB.
2: He's ready to go. I'm ready to flow. We ready to do this. It is good. Everything is great. Still doing the same old, same old with a little bit of the new.
0: I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Awesome. Awesome. I'd like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatanus Co. podcast network. So once you're done listening to this and, of course, doing all of the liking and the sharing on social media and making sure that you're subscribed, all that stuff, head on over to tatnusco.com. Check out the other shows. Um, and then come back here for more episodes Of Raw and Order Do it So Do um, it. this is going to be a fun week I think it's been a fun week For wrestling and I'm using fun In the sarcastic tone Because uh, there's been a lot of Craziness uh, in this And I'm not even talking about the speaking out That's craziness enough But we've talked about that a bit uh, So I'm just going to get straight into crime number one Okay and crime number one is I'm filing charges against coronavirus. Mm. Um, and and here's what it comes down to. It was really just simply a matter of when, not if, we would see some impact on wrestlers, right? Um, especially with AEW and WWE continuing to run shows even without people in the stands, but running shows uh, through this all Uh, impact wrestling, recording pre-recording shows and running them. Eventually we were going to see some impact this week was when it finally, the dam broke and we saw some major impact Uh, reportedly up to two dozen WWE employees, both on-screen talent and behind the scenes talent have tested positive. We don't know all the names, Uh, Most of them they're keeping quiet. The names that we do know for certain are Renee Young, Adam Pierce, and for the second time, Kayla Braxton. She had it earlier this year, back in March, and then has been clean, you know, since then. Tested negative, 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 and now test positive again. So they all, of course, were sent home to quarantine. But because of that... Because we're talking about Renee Young, Adam Pierce, and Caleb Braxton specifically, as well as the other people. These are all people who have direct contact with many of the on-screen talent. Caleb Braxton talks to almost every talent at some point during a show. You know, yes. um, Adam Pierce is one of the talent relations people backstage, one of the you know producers backstage who does a lot of stuff and has contact with a lot of the wrestlers and of course Renee Young um, up until this last week uh, had Fox's WWE backstage where she got in contact with a lot of the wrestlers as they would come onto that show a lot of the other commentators and all that so not to mention she is of course married to AEW's John Moxley which was part of the ripple effect of this because she tested positive John Moxley uh, missed aew's wednesday because he's now self-isolating um he's reportedly in the same house with her because i if my wife tests positive i'm not leaving the house i'm gonna stay with her you know uh but so even though their match at fighter fest is more than 14 days out from when her positive test was there's a very good chance that he will not make it to that fighter fest match because there's a good chance that he'll test positive before the end. That's just the way this virus works, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They also postponed tapings for WWE so they could retest uh, a lot of people. They could pivot storylines, you know, away from... Pivot! 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 And and so... um, But the reason I'm I'm not actually going to dog on WWE, that's... They are not the ones being charged because... (laughs) Like I said, it was a matter of when, not if Uh, as long as you're going to have people uh, gathering together to um, do this, as long as you're going to have as many people as need to be involved in a show of this size, you're eventually going to have it happen. It's going to eventually happen to AEW. It's going to eventually happen to Impact if they continue to do tapings. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah! WWE runs three times the shows that the other ones run, right? Right. Impact runs one show a week, and they pre-tape. So they tape like four weeks in advance, and then they all go home. And so they've got about a month where they are effectively sci-fi self-isolated uh, and can go through it. AEW tapes uh, not in advance. They do their shows live, but once a week. WWE does three shows a week, uh, and it's actually more than three times because one of them's three hours and two hours and two hours, uh, not to mention the pay-per-views that uh, they're doing. So, So... It was more likely WWE was going to be the one who had it, just by statistics. Statistically speaking, they were more likely to be the ones that it happened. But, like I say, the ripple effects of it go and affect the other carriers as well, right? Um, and so we, we knew it was probably eventually going to happen. As long as they were doing these shows, someone was eventually going to come down with it, right? Uh, all of the social distancing that they can do, all of the um, precautions that they can take, it's its, it's going to be impossible.
1: Just likelihood. Yeah.
0: It was going to be impossible for it to always. Now, WWE does at least get a little bit of the blame, but I'm not putting it much on them it's, as some places have. Uh, AEW has been blood testing their uh, performers and staff every week for their shows, right? Uh, Impact supposedly uh, apparently is blood testing when they do their recording, uh, and then of course they go off. WWE was only um, like temperature testing and looking for symptoms. Right, they weren't doing blood testing. And that just increased the likelihood that they were going to be the ones that it happens to, because we, as much as we know about the coronavirus, um, you can have it and be asymptomatic, show no symptoms, not have a fever, which for
1: athletes of that caliber is actually reasonably likely.
0: Mm-hmm. Their immune system can fight it off enough that they don't show the the symptoms of it, and so, and that's apparently what happened, because uh, like Adam Pierce had said on Facebook that he didn't know. And then he tested positive. Caleb Raxton said, I didn't even know you could get it for a second time. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I sure. thought that was a myth. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there have been rumors. Uh, I paying attention to it as I have been, there's been a lot of evidence that you could get it. Um, but so much of it ha- was kind of tied to this whole, um, we're not 100% sure that people we announce are recovered are actually recovered, right? Um, mm. For instance, in the the much-talked-about um, case of the aircraft carrier uh, that the United States government had that had, like, 118 sailors on it come down with uh, COVID, uh, a bunch of the sailors, of course, once they eventually found a port, um, and a port in Guam, I believe, is where they, they ended up at, Um, And they took them all off and they quarantined them and they did blood tests and you had to be quarantined for at least 14 days. You had to be symptom free for 14 days and you had to pass two different tests uh, for it separated by 24 hours from each test right in a row consecutively. So if you if you came up negative for Corona, but then tested positive, uh, you know, then it was start the clock again, sort of a thing. But they had I think it was five different uh, sailors who after quarantining, being symptom free, passing two different tests on separate days, got back on the boat and then tested positive uh, less than a week later. But those were all, you know, you could have some skepticism because were the tests, the negative tests, false negatives? You know, were these just faulty tests that we're running? On? And and there's legitimate chance there was. Uh, we've had a lot of reports here in America that a lot of the tests that we've been running here have been faulty. Um, most of them have been faulty in the false positive side, from what I've been reading. Um, but still, be false negative. If it's a false negative. You know, and that could be what happened here with Caleb Braxton. Technically, um, the advantage
1: blood testing regularly, like AEW does, so that's that's a short, a small commendation is they're checking antibodies every time that happens. So, oh, you have antibodies, uh, or you're developing antibodies. So they they're doing a test. Do you have coronavirus? Do you have antibodies. Well, once they've done the the two week isolation, if they were positive and they have antibodies, once as they do those tests, that could actually be even be a scientific plus because you can tell how long do said antibodies last. In Caleb Braxton's incident instance, less than three months. We yes. know that. Apparently, we do now.
0: You know, and so that's for the that, deal. Is I mean, for all we know, they last. 3 weeks, you know. Yeah. And that's going to be one of the things that that scientifically
1: they'll have to figure out at some point. But And this is this is part of what happens when a species jump in virus happens, even though your body may defend against it, your body may decide well that's a one time thing. Well, and even you more know? than that, you and know. And it's a flu it, it's the same coronavirus means means a particular type of virus which is like flu, which means we had to get done annually. Yeah. Get well, and that's what
0: in, in virology they refer to uh, a virus's slipperiness, which is how quickly it mutates. Um, makes it really hard to develop vaccines and stuff as they mutate fast, right? And uh, this particular coronavirus is apparently very, very slippery, they would call it, um, which means it's mutating. I mean, we've already seen it mutate three times. In the time that we've known it Um and so who knows maybe it's in the Process of mutating maybe Technically Kayla is getting a different Form of it Same one yeah You know Theoretically
1: she could be getting SARS A -hmm. different version of SARS because SARS Is a different thing you know Um COVID-19 Is one strain of Many coronaviruses which includes Influenza SARS Um all of those are coronaviruses.
0: Uh, it even includes the common cold,
1: you know? Uh, a coronavirus, and... which is uncurable <laughs> and unvaccinable.
0: So, so that's why I'm not putting a ton of heat on WWE, because, I mean, the only thing WWE could have done to prevent this from happening would be to do the same thing Ring of Honor did and, and New Japan did, and that's just stop doing shows altogether, Right.
3: And the even
1: fact you're still gonna have some of your talent get it.
3: Yeah,
0: but at least then you are you are blameless in getting it because yes. you weren't the. But we've already praised both WWE and AEW because in this uh, quarantine time that we live in, where a lot of us not myself because I am essential, um, but a lot of us are living a lot of our lives inside our houses uh, and-, and even with me. I'm living a lot of my life and I, you know, I don't, when I get off work, I come straight home and and I'm here, you know, I'm not going out to the bars with my friends or, or hanging out with buddies and playing Dungeons and Dragons or any of that nerd stuff that I would do. I'm I'm coming home and I'm staying home with my wife, and my kid. Right? So, uh, so we are still in a way self-isolating, just not permanently sort of a thing. But we do need some escapes in this world. And uh, all of the main TV shows that we would watch are on hiatus and not producing new episodes right now. So, I, I mean, I don't care if you watch uh, NCIS or or any of those shows or Law & Order. We're not getting new episodes of those right now.
1: It does sound like Major League Baseball may give us some new episodes, though.
0: Yeah, they're they're apparently um, going to start up that and I mean, empty empty <laughs> arenas. And, but look, this
2: is the whole problem, okay? That's why I don't necessarily think you should necessarily... Okay, now, granted, everyone would like to put COVID away and throw away the key. But um, this is why, just by all of your arguments that you've explained with the WWE, how they do three shows, sometimes four shows, and they're doing, like, six, seven... You know, they're doing a lot. Ultimately, though, they're also putting a lot of people... um, and also putting a lot of people at risk for no reason you have all of the announcers okay like you legit have the announcers like renee young and people like that who don't necessarily need to be there you can do an interview over like a tv screen and kind of do like a split screen kind of sort of style too I feel that they're WWE also relaxed way too much with everything, bringing a whole bunch of people from the performance center. I get it. We didn't like it when people weren't there. Cool story. But at the same time, there was also rumors that WWE wasn't really testing that often either. It wasn't as what we thought they were testing. Um, And I don't know. I.
0: Well, like Go I said, ahead. they were just do they were just doing temperature tests. That's they weren't actually test testing. But no, I that's what, I'm not entirely absolving them of guilt. Uh, they do have a uh, guilt in it, but they also are doing all of this in the state of Florida, which is one of the biggest hotspots in the entire country right now.
2: Um, which is a sign because everybody went to Florida when everyone saw that Florida was just taking in everybody and doing shows. They're like, okay, let's let's go do shows in Florida. Now we know that obviously was a bad idea, which it really was from the get-go.
0: But yeah. <laughs> well and and we can we can even take entertainment out of it a bit because uh, Florida's problems have to do with even more than just them doing entertainment there. They opened the beaches back up so mm. thousands of people flocked to the beaches uh, in
1: Florida without social distancing
0: without social distancing right uh, they opened up all of their their shopping. Again, uh, they opened up their their churches again, which, you know, th- there was a big argument back and forth as to whether or not the government could officially even shut down the churches, and and we're not going to get into the legalities of that. Whether didn't it Didn't Trump right make it right. essential, though, technically? didn't not like Trump made it essential. <laughs> se- well, the governor there made it essential, and then Trump said they should be essential nationwide. And, but that's beside the point. Here, Here's what it comes down to, is I I know of a church down in Florida. Uh, my brother-in-law is the pastor of a church down in Florida that shut down and. and and did the right thing and and, uh, stopped having um, in-person most of them
1: here in Nebraska have
0: most of them here in Nebraska have but there were a fair amount of churches in Florida also in Texas um, that fought really hard against it and refused to shut down Um, and I mean even so far as there, there was a pastor in Texas that got arrested for it and then the government came in and deemed the churches essential, and and so all charges were dropped against Seminole. But but in Florida, that's led to, uh, I think it was last Thursday. It was they had nine thousand new cases of coronavirus in <laughs> one single day,
1: nearly as many as L.A. had in one day.
3: <sighs> yeah,
0: um, and and so yes, there's a lot of population, and that's gonna. Affect those numbers there, but if if they had continued the social distancing, not opened the beaches, a lot of that stuff, they wouldn't have had 9,000 cases. Um, but like you say, you know, that also plays into WWE filming there, it plays into AEW filming in Florida. I because... think
1: the other thing that's difficult is there's a certain amount of <laughs> invincibility that some of younger people have in this instance. And all of pro wrestling is in that younger people category and the millennial slash, um, the millennial slash, uh, uh, what are they called? The, the Gen Z, um, because there's less concern with uh, health, you know, um, their risk is much, much lower. Uh, I think that that becomes part of that that discussion, too. Um, I'm not saying all wrestlers were out going and doing parties and stuff like that, but there's going to be a reasonable portion of them who would have, because I can't get it. Really, though? (laughs) I I would imagine
2: not. If you're going to go to the uh, center, the performance center, I imagine WWE's like, hey, you're coming here and you're going straight to the hotel room. Like, this is not going to be, you know, go gallivant and go to the beach and whatever have you. I, I would imagine they would implement some strict rules because if they just said, okay, yeah, you can do whatever what you want once well, you leave. But, but he,
0: here's the deal is keep in mind that uh, from a legal standpoint, these are independent contractors. WWE really can't control them that much off the, air, off the screen, right? Um, but here's, Downside to having them not be employees but even more than that uh, what DAFabe is kind of getting at it's the reason that every uh, country in the world that has a military uh, has their military people sign up at 17 18 years old right? Um, and their prime military years are in their late teens to early to mid 20s and after that usually they rotate out and most of them go out right and go on to other things um because psychologically in those years our bodies and our brains are designed to feel invincible and we're designed to not think as much about the long-term consequences of our actions right um evolutionarily speaking it was it was survival of the fittest and that was the time that we would uh do the most risk-taking hunting um wars with other tribes things like that because we our brains were wired to not think about how this is going to affect us when we're 50 60 70 right it's live in the now it's not until later on in our our 20s that our brains start to develop the long-term effect part of the brain that really thinks about what what i'm doing today how is that going to affect me when i'm 40 when i'm 50 when i'm sixty? Right.
1: It's uh, why we have in the age of 26 for health insurance on parents' plans, because kids will go and say, well, I'd rather have cash in my pocket than health insurance. Yep.
3: It's exactly. really
1: the reason why we have that. And and that's that's one of the very positive parts of Obamacare. Yeah. Regardless of where, where you're at on any other aspect of, of the political spectrum, barring all of that other stuff, when I was 22, I chose the money over the insurance. Mm-hmm. I
0: lived a long time of my life when, when I... Uh, was no longer in college without insurance because yeah, it's 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 a money thing I you know, there's a lot of things I can do with it. I can rent a nicer house or apartment uh, With it rather than pay for insurance, you know, there's a lot of that stuff, but you know even even without that, right? So wait, um,
2: even here. How does that work for you guys exactly? You don't wait. need to get the insurance, but you can get money instead. Parents No today. It's just whatever rent-
0: money you yeah. make. So you're making money at a job. You could spend that money on insurance or you could instead spend it on other things. Right? Oh,
2: okay. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Um, whereas because we don't have some sort of standardized insurance, right? when you're 22 years old before pre-Obamacare, pre-Affordable Care Act, you're 22 years old, you're no longer in college for whatever reason. You dropped out or you graduated early or whatever. Um, you, you go get a job um, and the job doesn't offer insurance through the job, which, you know, if you're a part-time employee, almost no job offers you insurance at part-time, um, you get your money and you have the choice. You can spend some of it on insurance or you can just not have insurance and take all of your money and, and live your life. Um, and most 22 year olds or 23 year olds would do that. They'd just say, Hey, yeah, I need all that money so I can live in a nicer house or, or I can get a nicer car, or I have more or money to go to the bars. To yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and even more than that, even if they do get a full time job, and the the job offers insurance, very very few companies in the United States yeah. do the yeah do the employers pay one hundred percent. Usually, it's about a fifty fifty split, or somewhere around there, um, right. where the insurance the uh, job says we'll pay fifty percent of your insurance um and you pay the other 50% which could lead to $300 a month or so being taken out of your paycheck for insurance well many 22 year olds would look at that and say $300 a month that's that's a few trips to the bar that's a couple really good nights right
1: um and even if it's not the bar that's that's a couple that that's that's not eating ramen for every meal yeah that's a car payment
3: yeah
0: that's, literally a car payment on a decent car you know i mean we're not talking a maserati or anything like that but you know uh uh,
3: well that's just because
0: you don't have the hookups chevy impala you know a decent decent impala ltz you know and and so a lot of them would do that instead of getting the insurance the affordable care act uh said hey um you can stay on your parents' insurance up until you're 26,
1: regardless of whether you're in college or not. Which means you can establish some of those life life income things, some of those foundations. Or you can drink most of it away, like I did when I was that age. Exactly. Without insurance. <laughs>
0: so, it gives you all that. It's also the reason why, you know, uh, almost every business that does skydiving or bungee jumping targets... People in their early 20s. Okay. You don't see any advertisements as, hey, are you 43 years old and really want to jump out of an airplane? It just doesn't happen,
1: right? Yeah. You're, you're more likely to say, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, I, I don't <laughs> well, want to do that. So are you on a midlife crisis? Would you like to jump out a plane, but you never had
2: the chance to? Well, now's your chance.
0: No. Because even then, midlife crisis, they're going to be like, no, I'm not going to jump out of a plane. I'm going to go buy a Porsche
2: and technically most people don't realize they're in a midlife crisis so that commercial would not work
0: <laughs> i had my midlife crisis at like 28 years old so what does that say about my life expectancy um we're not going to do that math right now but Fair anyways so but that's why that's why i'm not putting like 100% of the blame on on wwe i am also not absolving them of all guilt though they do bear some of this because they did make the choice to run three full shows a week, Mm -hmm. continue running pay-per-views, continue filming in a hot spot of coronavirus in the United States. Um and not blood testing all of their employees. Not fully test even if they were doing nasal swab testing every week, they would still get better results and they would have uh caught this a lot sooner. They also do get a little bit of a ding in my book from this standpoint alone. Um they immediately went into lockdown mode when these tests started coming back, right? Uh, even though, like I said, we know specifically Renee Young, Adam Pierce, and Caleb Raxton, right? Because those three people posted on Twitter saying, hey, <coughs> you know, Renee Young said, oh, great, what a great week. First, my show, uh, WWE Backstage, gets canceled, uh, and then I get coronavirus. Um, Adam Pearce made a statement on it, and then Kayla Braxton, like I said, said she got it for the second time. But WWE uh, has since told every other person who had a positive test to not say anything about it, not mention it at all. Uh, Oh, geez. Locked it down. They also reportedly put a lot of pressure on Kayla Braxton to remove her tweet. Well, that's a genie out of the bottle sort of a thing. You know, you can't really uh, put that cat back in the bag, right? Once it's out there, we know it's out there. Kayla did temporarily deactivate her Twitter feed, uh, so we can't find that tweet anymore, but there are screenshots of it. We know I saw it with my own eyes, so we know it's happened. Um, but so, reportedly, from from people like Dave Meltzer, uh, Sean Rose Sat- Sat- um, Ryan Satin, these all have confirmed that their uh, people say were like two dozen or more cases. Now they're not all they're not all on screen talent. It could be a lot of backstage people, you know, camera operators and so on and so forth. But it's a fair amount of people. From WWE that got this, which does mean that Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens are probably sitting at home going, ha ha ha! You guys gave us crap for singing
1: at home, but who's laughing? It'd be kind of dark that? if they were laughing at people for having coronavirus. I mean, that's kind of a nah. I don't Wait, think. Whoa, they're whoa.
0: When did Kevin Owens?
1: Because when did Kevin
0: home. Owens decide to stay home? Uh, about three weeks ago.
2: Oh, you just legit. Okay, no wonder why we haven't seen him. All right, fair enough.
0: He legit. He said, N- Nah, fuck it. I'm going back up to Canada.
2: And yeah, buddy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go chill with him in NDG.
0: <laughs> and so, and of course, you know, Romans chose to stay home from the beginning, and showed it us uh, Sammy. And I don't think they're laughing at the people having coronavirus. They're just saying, you you said that we were being silly by doing this, and now look who's who wasn't being silly. You know. Um, but that's why that's why I say my crime is based on coronavirus because in the end, they're the big bad here. We can say what we want to about the mistakes WWE did, the mistakes AEW is doing, the mistakes Impact is doing, um, and how eventually we will see a case in both of those plays. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. work and, and
2: and I'm sure it might happen, but I mean, I would think Impact is taking the least amount of risk here. They're at least filming for weeks.
1: No, no no, 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 New Japan's taking the least amount of risk here.
0: New Japan was taking. Uh, Ring of Honor was taking the least amount of risk. Impact of the ones that would continued to do shows. What I meant, guys. Jesus. Was probably taking the least. Great. Of Great. And I will agree the with you. over here. You know, I agree with you on that But here's the deal is It's still likely going to happen Because someone's going to show up for a recording One day Not not feeling different Because they, you know, they got it when they went to Walmart For their protein powder or whatever And they're going to show up for the taping And they're going to test positive And they're going to get sent home But then everyone that they came into contact with that day Is going to also be sent home And Impact's going to be like Well, geez, what do we do now? Um,
3: it's it just will... a newsflash.
1: Officer Marks Marks says impact employees shop at Walmart. Well, <laughs>
3: I,
0: I wouldn't shop at Walmart if I could afford to on a regular basis shop elsewhere, but... Eh. i hunting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything for the time being.
2: I'm not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. you have fun with that. I live I five blocks
1: from a Walmart, so... Um, so, so, side note, I everybody. would like to... Along with that, I would like to give props to Jimmy Havoc for being prepared for so many years for coronavirus and rocking that mask all those years. (laughs) Oh,
0: uh I am not going to give any props to Jimmy Havoc right now after the speaking out uh, movement. So,
3: well, okay.
0: I was trying to. (laughs) No, I get where you're coming from here, but. He is uh, if I gave props to Hannibal Lecter for yeah, You can do that. that. That's fine. He's, he's good a job, computer. Anthony. Yeah, good job, Anthony.
3: Um, <laughs> like, he we've, never done any,
0: we've never done any studies on the effects of Chianti
1: and fava beans uh, on the virus, so oh, maybe. <laughs> Oh, uh, boy, that deteriorated much faster than I thought it would on that statement. Unfortunately, uh,
3: now, Kane, kind of...
1: however,
0: Kane has been rocking a mask for like almost 20 years. And, uh, and we're safe with people. We're safe with people. So we can give a lot of props to Kane. We can't be Kane. Also, Mankind,
2: technically.
1: Mick has been doing it for a hot minute, too. One of Mick's personalities has done a very good job of being protective of other people. One of his personalities has, yeah. One of his personalities. (laughs) Not all of his personalities, but one of them.
0: But anyway, we will move on from my crime, because my crime's kind of down on our talking about a bunch of people getting coronavirus, and and just to close it up, I wish all the best to the people. I wish Speedy Recoveries to everyone who got it. Um, You know, Renee Young's Phenomenal. She, well,
2: Renee Young has a big announcement though this coming Wednesday. So have so some sort of she...
0: big announcement, and she has uh, confirmed that it is not a pregnancy. Um, although this being wrestling, like, it could still be a pregnancy. Right? You know, n- nothing they say
1: is real, right? Mm. <laughs> well, I'm not pregnant with a baby. I'm pregnant with two babies. But but I wish speedy
0: recoveries. Renee Young is legitimately talented enough that, um, yeah, with WWE backstage being uh, sort of canceled, I guess, is the right word for it. They didn't really 100% cancel it. They just said it's not going to be a weekly show anymore. Um, But she legitimately could, with her contacts in Fox now go off and become you know a sideline reporter for for the nfl or or a commentator for their hockey coverage or something you know i mean she's got a lot of options outside hockey fan well she uh yeah she had her start i don't know specifically hockey but she got her start in uh as a sportscaster right as a sportscaster up in canada and I thought don't she you know. on, Don't you know?
2: Well I knew she was Canadian. I didn't realize she was uh I don't think she was on T S N. Perhaps
0: she might have been. I don't know. I just I just know she's Canadian and uh I just assume that every uh uh Canadian person likes hockey, I guess. That's a stereotype with their
2: hot take. Yeah, yeah, that's a stereotype, and just the fact that every Canadian who plays hockey is better than any American who does. So you know, that's 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 where that goes. I'm I'm not
1: even gonna you with that. That's
0: what about Gretzky?
1: I just had a cough there. I'm sorry. Man. yeah
0: so she started off she was on the score television network
2: that's it yeah which is by the way so you guys know that's uh that's where our where um that's where our raw and smackdown play they play it plays on the score
0: yep that was actually her her first show was uh right after wrestling that later was named aftermath
2: oh snap wow i'll have to go see if i could find out that footage
0: that's pretty interesting That was under her real name, which is uh Renee Paquette or Paquette. I don't know. Anyways, that's beside the point. Right. <laughs> I wish I wish them all speedy recoveries. Even the ones we don't know about, even if it's Braun Strowman. I wish speedy recoveries. Wow! Reco-
2: what the blue moon? Jesus. You kind of semi-wish Braun Strowman had Corona right there. Those no.
0: Are- I am saying that I'm wishing him a speedy recovery. I am pointing out that even if he's a character that I think has been a total douchebag to other wrestlers recently, especially in the beginning of the coronavirus stuff, um, I am wishing him a speedy recovery if he was the one who had um, one of the ones. I don't think he did, because they did have him on SmackDown and they're building up and and advertising uh, the match for um, Extreme. Extreme Rules that's going to be a non-title swamp fight with him and
2: as long as it's kind of crazy and has that cinema it
0: it has the makings of being a boneyard Um, yeah I see that so so I, I'm assuming he's not one of the ones that got. I was just saying that it doesn't matter whether I think you're a tool bag. I wish you the best, and I hope you recover. That's what I'm saying. But we should move on to crime number two. So who's who wants to be up next?
2: I'll go, I'll go, I'll go.
1: Okay. okay. Go, you go, you go, you go.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Um. So
1: you blame Corona. I'm
2: going to have to... Um filed WWE with some charges for ruining two potential monumental moments that they could have used on pay-per-views, but instead, they've wasted them on a Raw. What am I referring to? I am referring to the fact that Sasha, uh, Wow, well, not Sasha, I'm referring to the fact that Charlotte, uh, Oscar beat Charlotte on Raw. Yes, it was a championship match, but this is the first time that Oscar has ever beaten Charlotte, and this I felt like Charlotte was talking about this for so long, and how it was such a crazy moment, and it's it's one of her it's one of her biggest accomplishments that she's ruined Oscar and so on. She ruined her streak, and then they just go and flop it on onto a Raw episode, and they make Charlotte lose just like that, and. Completely pointless, what a waste. Charlotte Asuka, that kind of scenario could have easily have been like another WrestleMania marquee situation kind of style. So I blame WWE for that, but they did it again on the same Raw. So you also had the Street Profits finally beating the Viking Raiders. Now, regardless what you think, of this whole, anything you can do, I can do better. Okay, some people liked it, some people hated it, they're friends again. But the fact that you had this streak with the Viking Raiders being built before this whole, anything you can do, I can do better. And the Street Profits couldn't beat them. They just couldn't do it, It wasn't happening. And then they just went on raw like that and they're good friends. And this is something you could have just kept for like a later date. The, both of these two options that you've had could have been somewhat... It would definitely use just a heck of a lot better and could have been used to uplift these superstars. Asuka could have used this at another point. Although she's the women's champion, whatever have you, anytime you got a Charlotte Flair win under your belt is a pretty decent opportunity to at least uplift you a bit more. And as for the Street Profits... Like I don't know, just make this on a pay-per view at least. I felt there was just two monumental moments there that they just wasted on raw and they're just completely ruining any sort of ability for them to have made something bigger out of that. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but I was just really
0: disappointed. No in that. I, I get exactly I don't think you're wrong what you're at all. Yeah, I get exactly where you're coming from. There was a report, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp uh, said, I think she, he was the one who reported it, that um, his, <laughs> his insiders are saying that WWE has made a drastic shift recently in their booking uh, concept. They are no longer booking for storyline. They are entirely booking for rating um, because they've been so concerned with the fall off in ratings over the last six months, um, or last year even, that they've decided that now, week to week, they're, they're not gonna worry about long-term storylines or even building feuds for the next pay-per-view. It is entirely all hands on deck. What can we do to make this show get the highest ratings that we can? And that's that's evident by this. How can you make Raw get uh, the highest ratings it can this week? Well, let's uh, put Oscar versus Charlotte. They're the two biggest names on the Raw women's roster right okay let's do that uh you know how can we make the ratings as big as we get well let's let's put a uh tag team title match on and let's allow the street profits to finally get their victory against the viking Raiders.
2: i don't think that would have had done anything for the ratings for street I, profits and the viking Raiders. I,
0: we can argue That's back different. and forth about what we think it would do But the thinking backstage from the booking committee is let's throw as much as we can at this wall and see what sticks. That it's no longer about building up for what's going to happen at Extreme Rules. It's about what can we do today that's going to be huge. Now, I think it would have been even huger, to use a phrase, (laughs) to have uh, Viking Raiders win uh, the title and continue this feud a little bit longer. Viking raiders win the titles, now they're the champions. Street profits say, no, 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 no. That's not how this goes. We're gonna have another shot. We're gonna we're gonna win them back from you at extreme rules. And then they can have they can continue the thing going on, well you're gonna have to win your shot at it. We're gonna play pickleball next week, something, I don't know. Tetherball. I,
1: I can answer one hundred percent in a very, very fast fashion why this was done. No ifs, ands, or buts. I have the actual answer on this one, and I hate to act like I know something, but this one is solidly easy to figure out. You ready?
0: <laughs> I just want to point out you saying I, I hate to act like I know something.
3: Not yes, something well, I, I mean, I don't
1: this. technically know for a fact, but I think that it's very easy to decipher, and it's it's really just two words, and that is Bruce... Pritchard.
0: Yep, that also plays into it. You know,
1: Bruce Pritchard now needs to prove that he can do what Heyman couldn't for whatever reason regardless of the goal Bruce Pritchard is now in Heyman's old role on on Raw so you may see more of it on Raw than you would have on Smackdown Uh because Bruce has something to prove now. Well, yeah,
0: and that plays into it. Bruce came in and said, it's not even necessarily whether he has something to prove. It's just all these storylines that you've been planning with Heyman for the last six months, all these stars that Heyman decided they're going to push like Cedric Alexander and, and Ricochet. Bruce <laughs> Pritchard doesn't have a horse in that match, you know? Uh, he, uh, so he comes in and he's like, Nope, we're going to get rid of that storyline. We're not going to do that anymore. Let's do something else. Right. Um, and we've seen that a, a lot of this Viking Raider uh, versus um, Street Profits, I think, can tie directly to Bruce Pritchard taking over. You know, that's kind of where it really
1: jumps the shark, sort of thing.
0: And I think he just came in and he's like, "Well, let's just get this done."
1: Yeah, let's 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 get get out of this so we can move on. We need to get some some ratings. Let's do this. Vince wants ratings. We're gonna get ratings.
2: So you're telling me they're gonna just completely mess up the Sasha Bailey situation. Because they kept that going this raw. They didn't just wanna finish that. They wanted to continue that little thing.
1: Well, yeah, you say that. Um Sasha I th- Bailey is also SmackDown. Yeah. Which Bruce has had for a while. Mm-hmm. So Bruce has not only been getting his ass handed to him by by uh Heyman, but now he has the chance to prove something with the same roster that Heyman had. This easily could be Bruce Richard.
0: But even more than that, you know, you say the Sasha uh, Bailey thing, but they really, they've just been kind of throwing shit at the wall for that too, you know? Mm. Uh, there's been no consistent storyline to that. Uh, they hinted months ago that maybe they were going to break up, and but then they didn't do anything with that. Now they're bestest of friends. Uh, and suddenly, you know, we just, I'm going to point out, it just got announced like yesterday that on uh i think it's supposed to be this week's nxt sasha's gonna get an nxt title shot what yeah that's throwing crap at the wall which which actually plays into your your argument there plays into kind of a misdemeanor i was gonna save it for later but it plays into it this whole wwe's doing whatever they can to spike ratings now um, The next two weeks of NXT are a two-week-long special event. It's like a pay-per-view on free TV called Great American Bash. Is it, is it really surprising that it's the same two weeks that AEW is doing their two-week pay-per-view spread out over two weeks on free TV Fighter Fest? Uh, I mean, I, I agree with that, though. That's just competition. Well, it is, it's but this is, again, the competition. this is something they could have announced a month ago because sure. we knew AEW was coming a month ago. They just announced it last week. That <laughs> means this wasn't planned. This was suddenly, what can we do to increase ratings? Now, yeah, I get it. I'm not blaming them for doing it. It seems silly for them to do it just spontaneous. There's a lot I could give them for it, but it's not it's not a crime that's why i said it was just a misdemeanor but it's just very suspicious that they're like oh they're doing fighter fest let's do let's do uh great american bash we'll even steal a name from dusty Rhodes to do it i mean yeah we technically own the trademark on it but we've never used it consistently over the last 20 years so um we'll just call it the nxt great american bash and put it on the exact same two weeks uh, opposite Fighter Fest and and, and all that stuff. Let's, that'll pop the ratings there. And and yeah. that's 100% what they're doing. This is all about, let's pop the rating. Uh, let's do these short-term storylines to pop the rating.
1: And, side note, if anybody ever wondered who Officer Smarks is, in fact, a Smark 4, um, it's AEW. Just... Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not even gonna. <laughs>
0: AEW is is the top of my food chain right now. Um, I would like to think that I'm fair, uh, back and forth, you know, in my in my views of things. But I feel like AEW is putting out the better product on the regular. I will <laughs> flat out admit this last week. I think NXT was the better show.
1: In the time that we've known each other, you have given me three gifts three, one of them was a Christmas <laughs> one oh. of them was a birthday gift I guess oh. we probably bought meals for each other but um tell me do you remember what the birthday gift was?
0: Um No, I'm old and have a bad memory. It was a
1: sticker No. Oh, yep, yep You're going to try and convince me that you weren't a smart for that company before that company was a company.
3: Nope, nope, no I was oh. 100% no, no, no so I'm
0: 100% admitting it. That's what I'm saying. No, I, was I, was saying holy cow. I was 100% because I, you know, when when they were Ring of Honor and and, and uh, New Japan Bullet Club was my thing. I I will 100% say Ring of Honor. I have an
1: Honor. American Nightmare sticker on my car in case people are wondering what the gift was.
3: Yep,
0: I I will flat out say Ring of Honor and New Japan is what got me to start watching wrestling again not wwe when okay. i took my time off from WWE, there were multiple times i turned on wwe to try to watch something
1: and I, I, rough I, product in the cena in the cena only era well there's that like um we've talked before about daniel bryan
0: and how he doesn't do anything for me i turned on during the yes movement and i see daniel bryan and i'm like yeah he's good but i i just can't get behind him i don't Right.
1: Uh, yeah, he's got a weird charisma. I think you have to be uh, like a super duper tree hugger to love him. Yeah, I don't like, know, but
0: uh, I couldn't get behind. I, I here's the deal. I'm gonna flat out say I like Sheamus now, but I turned on one when he was champion, and I.
1: Yeah, kid. that was tough. You turn on and you're like, who's this big, clear guy?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. John Cena says, you can't see me. And then Seamus comes out and I'm uh, like, I can almost see through you.
3: Um,
0: <laughs> you're so pale, you're transparent. But <laughs> um, so that's the deal. But then I turned on. From I seriously
1: re- thought it was like a powder gimmick. Like, you remember the TV, the movie Powder? Yep. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, why is this guy you so pale? by
0: lightning. <laughs> Sorry, but but it was it was Ring of Honor that got me back in. I, I was able to watch some Ring of Honor shows, and I was like, wow, the wrestling was quality. I could get behind a lot of the players, the the Adam Cole Baybees in there, uh, and then I could see things like you know Cody Rhodes when he uh, started to to wrestle in the Indies and all of that stuff, and and those were the things that were my gateway drug back into. WWE. Well, I'll in be the first
1: to admit. of what WWE is doing right now, of Bruce Pritchard I hate defending Bruce Pritchard. I love you. Anyway, um, in defense of that, the times where we've really seen the strongest wrestling from non-WWE um, or WWE has been the strong, its strongest, there were People brought back, and the big stars were the only ones on TV. If you think about Impact's strongest years, it was big stars on TV. If you think, think about, uh, well, even New Japan and Ring of Honor, you know when that was going on, it was Cody, it was Kenny, it was the Young Bucks, it was the big stars mm-hmm. that were on TV. It wasn't a lot of the little guys. No, um, I
3: and, I'll find and
1: I agree. WWE. I mean, I would much rather watch. A, uh, oh, uh John Cena versus CM Punk rivalry than some of the up-and-comers. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the advantage to having shows like Sunday Night Heat. Um, if we knew that it was a secondary show, if we knew it was a lesser show, <laughs> we were okay with that. I think was the thing back in that era. And well, now, all three of them are supposed to be marquee shows, and there isn't a secondary show. Well, we've talked before about WWE uh, not
0: building stars right now, um, Dude, and I hurts. think that's—I think that's what's hurting them right now. Is there's there's no like John Cena got people to turn the TV on. The Rock got people to turn the TV on. CM Punk. Stone Cold, CM Punk got people to turn the TV on. Which, by the way, it
2: is his nine-year anniversary of the post-bomb. Yep. Yeah, I
0: saw that. Yeah. I yeah. actually saw people posting about it on the Friday saying, oh, it's been nine years. And then everyone was like, well, well no, no, it hasn't. That's, that's not until
1: the 28th. You know, um, I wonder if, if the 10 year anniversary because that sounds to me like that should land on Monday next year. It's not a leap year, yeah. That'll you know? land, on. yeah. Nope, it'll land on a Saturday if today's the nine year. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. I ruined it. Uh, how but they'll great, just have to schedule how, a takeover.
1: How great would <laughs> be on the 10 year anniversary? He can come back and re pipe bomb at, at an NXT takeover. That'd
0: be takeover, the top. L- Listen, yeah, WWE.
1: This. I am giving
0: you this idea. I am gifting it to you.
3: They're not right? doing
0: it. They're Tear not going to what you I'm just saying, I, uh, this is a gift to you guys. You don't have to sign him as a permanent wrestler or anything. Uh, but pay but big bucks. Give him a bunch of money and say, we're going weird. to give you a mic.
3: <laughs>
1: um, here's a bunch well, of money. I, here's we your want mic. you to wrestle a few times after this. I, I think the... Yeah. Yeah, I think the amount of, of
0: publicity from even just one appearance just to show up at, at the NXT TakeOver and deliver another pipe bomb, you can have a five minute d- tape delay so that you can beep things and, and cut things out know. if you need to. Uh, so that he. I got I go- that again. I don't remember how crazy he went, but uh, if people are still talking about it, it must have been he crazy. Did, he didn't go super crazy, but he flat out, st- straight mentioned like New Japan, Colt Cabana, things yeah. like that. Um, things
1: that you, you never hear WWE mention. Um, he broke the seventeenth wall. Like that's how far he, he went farther than Deadpool does. Whoa. But. But that's anyways far.
0: that's why I say I'm just gifting WWE this is this is a silver platter that we're laying in front of you right if you look at the timing of of the 10 year anniversary of it you will see that all you would have to do is schedule a takeover that Saturday <laughs> uh in Chicago take over Chicago Give C M Punk enough money and a live mic and you've got you've got subscriptions right there. People will sign up for the network if you can say C M Punk with a live mic.
1: Just say take over Chicago, ten year anniversary of the pipe bomb. You don't even have to say that C M Punk's gonna be there. Hope that he that you can sign it up, but take over Chicago or Just call it the pipe bomb and then you're you're sold. You're bound just to have everyone. Take over oh, Chicago. Yeah. Pipe bomb. Okay. <laughs> pipe exactly. bomb in
0: your house. I am what? gifting this to you. If you, <laughs> you do not even have to give us credit. You can, should you want to, if you want to be nice guys, but you do not have to even give us put, credit put for it,
1: it. T-shirt website, but which is every dollar you pay Brock for a match, double it for him to do the pipe bomb in Chicago.
0: I, I wonder 10, if we'd 10, get a seasoned assist if we put a t shirt out that says NXT Takeover Chicago Pipe Bomb. I wonder how long.
1: And then say June 28th?
0: No, no. We, we,
2: we could technically say Takeover Pipe Bomb Chicago, just not use their font. Well, you, you the,
0: the you question know, is does WWE actually trademark the phrase Takeover? I don't think so. I don't think you can. You
2: could
1: trademark terminology yeah it's you. Bomb. Um, chicago chicago take over chicago pipe bomb that's it and we'll then then look it, at it. It. but regardless thing.
0: of that you can find all of our merchandise at shop.spreadshirt.com <laughs> slash raw and order wbu
2: where there might or might not be a t- takeover chicago pipe bomb shirt in the near future
0: might be might possibly
2: <laughs> anyways God,
1: no i, I agree with you across, like terrorist tra- threats might be
0: could be <laughs> You'll never know, uh, but no, I agree with you. It, it, yeah, they're just giving away these big matches. But I, like I said, I think I know why. I think they're just so dead set on popping those ratings as high as they can. And here's the deal: it's, it worked this week for NXT. Right? They put a bunch of big matches together. They made some big announcements, and they won the ratings this week versus AEW by a by a large margin, like eighty thousand views, right? Yeah. Uh and and like I said, I'm I'm the AEW mark here. Um I do believe this last week NXT put together the better show. Uh what I I don't think match- what was that? What was your best match of NXT this week? Um well, you know, me, I'm a Finn Balor mark, so to put Finn Balor in there, uh with Keith Lee, um Ooh. and uh Johnny Gargano that's that's a triple threat that that I will that's a pay-per-view level triple threat for me yes it, you know, it was and, yeah uh, hey cameron grimes got his win yeah finally finally got got it, his win uh o- only after beating up damian priest outside uh in his car and uh hoping that he could just get a victory or uh, uh whatever you want to call it what they don't even show
1: i'm, I'm still trying to figure out
0: Grimes' character I'm, I think he's still trying to figure it out. I think he he got as far in it as, I've got a hat. And they're like, <laughs> okay, great, that's your character. He's like, well, well no, there's got to be more to it. They're like, nope, get out there. Oh, You've got a hat. Oh,
1: hey, here you go. Chicken shit heel. Ah, yeah, okay, I can. Mm.
0: Yeah, Your you're chicken shit heel with a hat. That's your character. Uh, but, but there's got to be more to it. Nope. Get out there with Change your hat. Okay. Southern? There. Also, maybe Moxley <laughs> not
2: being on the show, though, AEW might have hurt AEW's rating.
0: It possibly could have. I mean, the fact that they they didn't have some of their big stars there, um, I mean, it didn't help their ratings. Uh, right. For certain. Now, they didn't know specifically about it till earlier in that day, which at least um, kind of limited... But, uh, in the end, it still was. I don't know. I, I just felt like NXT was the better show this last week. As much as I liked AEW, and I
1: did enjoy it, it was a good show. In fact, um, the best storyline right now is on AEW. And I'll get to that in My Crime teaser. Teaser,
0: ha. Oh. <laughs> but, uh,. But I one hundred percent think that NXT was the better show. I mean, we'll just go down the card for NXT: Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest. Right? We make fun of Cameron Grimes' character because he kinda doesn't have one, but he's a hell of a wrestler. And Damian Priest is fun, even even though he should be called Punishment Martinez. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Santos X Escobar, which I, I thought it was. I thought it would be hard for them to come up with a name that was harder for me to get behind than El Hijo de Fantasma. Uh, but they sure knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> um, yep. But Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. Yeah, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Katie, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Um, which neither of those are huge names for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to go against. But there was one moment in this that was probably the single most dominant moment I've ever seen a wrestler—not not just a female wrestler, but a wrestler do, where um, Raquel Gonzalez caught Casey Katanzaro. Casey was trying to do, I think, like a hurricane runner or something. Caught her, lifted her up onto her shoulder, then big-booted Caden Carter in the face before turning around and slamming Casey Catanzaro down. It was
1: so boss. Um, Sadly, I didn't think that was the high point of the match, though.
0: It might not have been the high point, but it, it right there, that was like, we've never seen Kane dominate two other opponents that much, you know? Um, and I, Raquel the,
1: Gonzalez Oh, the, the high point is, is, was... This was the best match I've ever seen, um... Dakota Kai put on, in my opinion. I don't but, care Dakota yeah, Kai,
0: though. That's cheating. Yeah, Karrion Cross versus Bronson Reed. Uh, that
1: was
3: great. Mm-hmm.
0: Even though it was a short match, it was still really good. Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah, which Aaliyah is actually, um... Starting to put on some decent storyline matches, um... I'm still not a fan of hers, but, you know, she's she's improving. We'll say it that way. And then you had Dexter Loomis uh, versus Roderick Strong. What's not to like there? And then the triple threat match is the main event. Keith Lee versus Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. Th- that right there is a killer show all put together, especially leading up to the announcement of Great American Bash coming up this next couple of weeks. On AEW... You had Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. It was a good match. Battle. Yeah. Big, big, big Haas battle. I like it. You had Hikaru Shida versus this jobber, Red Velvet. And I I kid you not, uh, Cage Match has that listed as 12 seconds long. And I think that's about two seconds longer than it actually was. Um, <laughs> you had Colt Cabana and Brody Lee versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss, which... Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss coming together as a team. Might oh my god! Yeah, amazing favorite team. New thing. It might be my favorite new thing, but it's. Uh, um, they don't have a new set, do they? Uh, I they did a name and um, bad romance. I think is what they called it. Uh, they got. Us. I I don't I don't know if you haven't had a chance to see the promo, not promo, but the promo package that they did of them teaming up originally. If you haven't seen it yet, it's awesome. But it started off um, two weeks ago, on I think it was on Dark, they sh- showed it. Joey Janela was at a bar drinking and and getting depressed because he's like, oh, I don't know if things are working out for me. I came here, this was supposed to revolutionize me and show people what I can do, and and now I'm just kind of getting lost. I don't know what to do. And he leaves the bar. and He's walking home, and Sunny Kiss pulls up in his Porsche. I think it's a Porsche. They don't show the logo well enough for me to know. But anyways. <laughs> and picks Joey Janela up and says, you know, come on, let's let's ride. And then that was the end of it for that week. This week they did it's like a six minute long promo where they um they're riding together and Sunny Kiss is talking to Joey about what's going on, you know, what's your problem? you know? And uh they go to a gas station and, to get gas and Sonny's out Sonny's. filling up his gas tank and Joey goes in to uh get food. You know, snacks from in there, and while he's filling up gas, this other this group of douchebags shows up and starts giving Sonny Kiss a lot of crap. Yo, know, hey, can I can I drive your car? All of this stuff, and so he's like, "Listen, guys, I don't I don't want to cause trouble or anything." And they're like, "Well, too bad, troubles here," and they attack him, and he starts beating them up, and and then it cuts to inside, and Joey's you know filling up a shopping cart with uh, lunchables and trying on funny sunglasses and and all this stuff and then uh this fight's happening outside and he's totally oblivious to it and he finally exits and he's eating a burrito and he comes out and he sees uh, all these people beating up on sunny and he goes oh shit!" he goes hey do you guys like beans and then chucks his burrito at a guy's face um, and then they team up and they beat the tar out of these other guys uh, and 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 arguably maybe kill them um, because it <laughs> ends up with one of them on the ground. And Sonny comes over and just literally with the gas uh, thing, pulls the gas out of the, uh, the gas nozzle out of his car and comes over and just douses him with gasoline. And then we don't see anything and they drive off and they talk about how much fun they had. Um, But you don't just douse someone with gasoline, right? There's usually a next step that happens, right? Anyways, you have to watch it because it's all sorts of fun, and it really sets them up as a fun team. It's a great promo package to put together a team of randos, you know? Um, WWE could learn a lot from this sort of a promo package because they just love to throw two people together and say, they're a team now. But this is a great way. I mean, no one would have ever told me that Joey Janella and Sunny Kiss would be a great team. Right. They, but once you put them together and, and show them See off like the this. Chemistry. Yeah, I'm all in on it. Uh, but you also had FTR versus SCU. You had Brian Cage versus some jobber. You had Matt Hardy versus Santana, which was a replacement for the previously announced Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara because Sammy is in treatment. Um, But, you know, all told, I, I think I'm not saying there wasn't anything great about this. The tag team match was phenomenal. The uh, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus was fun. Uh, You know, it's just I felt like NXT was the better show this week.
3: Mm. Uh,
0: if only, I mean, even if you take, you know, one thing at another, but I mean, Keith Lee versus Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano went head to head with Matt Hardy versus Santana. Which one are you going to probably tune in for?
1: Yeah, for sure. Keith Lee. mean, oh, Unless anyway. you're really an old school fan. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go
0: in the middle, uh, Karrion Cross versus Bronson Reed. You know that would have been uh, directly opposite probably Colt Cabana and Brody Lee versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. A lot of people would probably have gone over to Carrion K- Cross during this, not get, taking anything away from the people on AEW, because uh, like I say, it's my favorite new pair, pair up there. But I, Karrion and that's why- this is I, the I new think, toy right now. Yeah. I, I, I really is race, And I just really feel like, like, top-to-bottom NXT was the better overall show, right? Um, you could you could argue that AEW might have had more good matches, but, you know, I mean, w- when you look at ratings, the uh, FTR versus SCU on cage match has a 7.35. The NXT North American title has a 7.73 rating, right? Oh, uh, the best match on cage match for AEW this week was not as good as the best match on cage match for NXT. I think that's a a, kind of a good way to argue it. Anyways, not that cage match is the be all end all. I mean, you you know, we don't have ratings. I haven't looked up. Maybe there are ratings out from uh, Melter on them, but it doesn't even matter. I mean, these are all subjective. I just felt that, in my opinion, the NXT card and show from top to bottom was better than aew this week and that's from an aew mark
2: i feel like you're really trying to push that forward because just recently aew did a twitter post about cody rose being captain america and you suddenly think that aew is listening to our podcast we get it
0: we get it you like AEW? No, I actually i 100 don't think they are but i wish they were um, just cause I, I mean, I really doubt AEW, all of the talented AEW is using a VPN to come from some small town in France. Uh, i listen to it. Although I don't know, I guess great way to cover your tracks there.
1: That's what I'm saying. I That's think it th- proves that, that he isn't taking our bad ideas and putting them on television.
3: Yeah.
0: No, look at that. There's not a single listen from Connecticut. Right. So, you know,
3: <laughs> can't
0: possibly be a, <laughs> We'll All right, okay, but no. Give I, me what I want. I I agree that uh, WWE has been throwing some big matches away that could be pay per view level, but I just think they're doing it because they want to pop the ratings. But and and in fairness, their ratings have been lower than they've been in a long time, and and USA Network and Fox might be uh, concerned a bit right now. Uh, they do have the excuse of COVID nineteen that definitely is definitely, I mean, it's the reason even, even Wednesday night, the ratings are lower right now, uh, than they were before COVID-19. So anyway, let's move on to crime numero tres.
1: This crime goes against Orange Cassidy and, um, and uh oh my heavens Jericho? Chris Jericho wow thank you Chris Jericho That's a what good, a good, fun good. storyline this is it's awesome oh my gosh it's so fantastic I am loving like I don't know if I like I don't know if I like Jericho trying to tell Orange Cassidy to not be Orange Cassidy better. I don't know if I like Orange Cassidy telling Jericho basically uh, I'm going to be Orange Cassidy better. I don't have a clue, but I love the whole storyline. The whole thing. Yes. Every ounce of it. (laughs) I... Uh, I love watching Orange Cassidy give the kicks after Jericho warned him not to give the kick.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. like, every ounce of it. I don't know why it, it should be it should be it was a foregone conclusion that he was gonna do it. Like we knew and I don't know if I'm two weeks ago or one week ago with this. Um, but I love the whole storyline and I want to see the match and I love that 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 Orange Cassidy got the upper hand on Jericho. I, I, everything I just love it. I love this, and I cannot wait for the matches. Agreed. I, That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I wanted it to be fun. That's it. I,
0: I even tweeted at uh, AEW. I might have even tagged Cody in it just to be certain. But at AEW and Orange Cassidy, I say if you and pro wrestling Tees if you don't release a special edition of Orange Cassidy's Tees with blood on it. You are missing out. What are you even doing, right? <laughs> because that that was a a Becky Lynch moment um, that they had. That was entirely unplanned. Like they could not have planned for Orange Cassidy's ear to get popped open like that, right? correct Uh, but for him to end the show standing there wearing the t-shirt with his own face of him wearing the t-shirt with his own face on it and blood dripping down out of his ear and so these red stains on the side of this white shirt um, and you know WWE was smart enough to capitalize on it and release a bloody face shirt right this is the perfect time for them to release a special edition uh orange cassidy shirt because that was just a great scene but the whole build-up to it everything they've done with orange cassidy versus jericho has been great uh bag of oranges yep the bag of oranges uh orange cassidy got juiced (laughs) um uh yo all of that the the him showing up um dressed as the uh, cameraman a week ago uh, and helping that match and then the beatings you know and then this whole battle between them they faced off in the ring and like DFA said Jericho said you don't you dare do that and Orange Cassidy's like I'm gonna do it because that's who I am Uh, but also it's been nice because it's helped show the fire that Orange Cassidy can do that he's not always this slow you know joke character. I like how he didn't
2: talk.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was so scared that we're going to ruin that when he took the mic and I'm like, oh no, he's actually going to talk. This might just ruin everything. Not that I'm saying, I don't know if he's a good talker. I have honestly have not heard him in the indie scenes talk or whatever, have you? But I was like, no, 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 don't do it. And then he puts it down and I'm like, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. He's he's decent at talking but he, he's got a gimmick that I really love. Where, um, I- anytime he's trying to talk about himself, uh, he starts talking about the plot of one of the Fast and Furious movies as if he's Vin <laughs> Diesel. Uh, and, uh Maybe it,
3: you it, talk.
0: <laughs> it's so it's, it's so great because it's like, well, what's your problem? He's like, listen, I i live my life a quarter mile at a time, uh, you know, it's just me and my family, right? And, we had to make ends meet, so we had to start robbing these uh, trucks that were delivering stuff, so we got ourselves these cars and we souped them all up, but then the FBI got onto us, so we
3: had to <laughs> Nice
0: uh, It's even become a running joke in on BTE, because they've got a running joke there um, that every week Brandon Cutler comes up to the best friends and says, we, I need you to have a bit for us to do on being the elite uh and they can't think of anything and so they're always trying to talk about it and at any time it's orange cassidy's turn he's like okay so okay here's the scenario right we're down in brazil right? and we've got to rob a bank um so we got these souped up cars but then there's this really hot Chick police officer who's gonna try to stop us. And then Dwayne Johnson is a police officer for a major special forces and he's gonna come and try to stop us. But then he's gonna join up and he's gonna help us. Like
3: you're
0: <laughs> you're just quoting Fast and the Furious, right? Like the fifth one. Oh am I? I don't know. <laughs> So, no, like I agree. I'm loving everything they're doing with the Orange Cassidy versus Jericho buildup. It's so perfect, and I we knew it was going to be perfect because we knew Chris Jericho understands what it what it takes to
1: build up new talent, right? To make and, them look and, like rock stars, and and to um, exploit what a character is. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- that's the other thing is is Jericho is is, is exploiting even so, so let's pretend that YouTube doesn't exist and we didn't go watch YouTube and, and everybody didn't fall in love with orange Cassidy in that time frame. Okay. So we're great that he, that he gets to be the character he's built up, but let's just say we've built that for this last year or take it back to the, the, uh, buy-in battle Royal, uh, when he was the 22nd competitor in a 21 man battle Royal, um, which i love (laughs) um let's let's take all of that all of that and uh you know just just be able to see orange cassidy as who he is you know and jericho knows how to exploit that and create a match out of it create a character help help that character get more over than it is and in turn get Jericho more over than he
0: is. Well, I mean, Jericho has had a long history of doing that, right? Absolutely. Can you imagine Kevin Owens if they hadn't had the Festival of Friendship? Where would Kevin Owens be in the grand scheme of things in WWE if it wasn't for the Festival of Friendship, the turn on Chris Jericho, right? Now, that's all a Chris Jericho thing. Kevin Owens has even flat out said that almost all of that was Chris Jericho's idea. Uh... I- and and that single-handedly presented Kevin Owens as a legitimate star um, when he, you know, kind of was already struggling on the main roster. And now that turn on Chris Jericho and everything, he was the biggest heel in WWE after that. Because everyone loves Chris Jericho. Even when you hate him, you love him,
1: right? He's, he's Ric Flair. There's a reason yeah. that... The only no. person who gets mentioned in every GOAT conversation, the only two guys that really get mentioned in that conversation all the time are those two.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Since we just mentioned that, I am sorry. Since we are talking, when you mentioned Ric Flair, since you're talking about Raw wanting to do rating, right, and then wanting to get something going, why have Randy Orton and the Big Show be a thing?
0: Because they're the closest things they have to stars right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, Show is on Netflix television show, and that, they're just promoing season two.
0: Yeah, that's really. I mean, he's back to to pitch that, but but Randy Orton's the in at least in WWE's mind, Randy Orton is the biggest star they currently have on weekly episodic TV. Yeah, I've
3: noticed. And it would have been
1: Edge, except for you know.
0: Yeah, it it would have And that's it. This this still would be. The the Edge versus Randy Orton feud going on right now. If Edge wasn't injured, um, and they're still doing that. I mean, they had him deliver a promo. Um, it was probably one of the best Edge promos we've seen in a long time. Uh, I mean, that's because he was gone for nine for years. nine years. Yeah, but uh, but it was still <laughs> it might have been better than, than a lot of the promos he did back in the day. Uh, I mean, for for him to say you're gonna wish Cowboy Bob was shooting blanks.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, that was brilliant, right? But but here's the deal: is because Edge can't physically do the feud right now, they do have to do something. And if Big Show can come back and and take a beating and and then go out with an RKO, um, and still pitch season two of the Big Show show, you know, they're gonna do I it.
1: It's gonna be a season, Jesus. Wasn't a horrible show, man. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I think it's an okay. American thing. Yeah, maybe. We long for the days of
2: of uh, sitcoms. No, and I get it. And this is not one of them, though. Like, you just have so many better sitcom-esque shows
1: on Netflix. Oh, yeah, the Big Show show is terrible. Horrible.
2: Okay. I yeah, watched it, it all in one day, I, though. Okay. I don't get you. It can't be terribly good. It's not a thing. You can't. No,
0: there there is definitely a thing in America about terribly good. Have you never heard of a movie called The Room?
1: <laughs> I will never get that time that back. You.
0: you you don't know The Room? Why oh, does that Hi start? Mark? Oh, Hi
1: Mark. What? Oh, Hi Mark.
0: I did not do it. I did not hit her. I did not. I did not do it. I did not. Oh, Hi Mark. <laughs> this look, also looks horrible. Look up the the movie The Room. It was this self-produced movie um by this wannabe actor uh in Hollywood. He's and I'm trying to even remember what country he's originally from. Tommy is his name, right? Yeah. Tommy Wiseau. Yep. Uh I don't even know if we know what country he's from cuz there's a lot of uh about him that we don't know like, like his he, actual
1: age like his
0: actual age. Um, we think he was born in 1955 Polish born American actor according to everything. Um, but he directed in 2003 he directed, produced, wrote and starred in this film called The Room and uh, in it he plays a wannabe actor who's uh, trying to make it. And it's it's horrible. It is really bad. There's, yeah, it had a budget of $6 million. Yeah, entirely based on
1: him. Damn. Um, also, but, another thing, we have no clue where he got the money for that.
2: Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> well, he's Australian. He has his ways. Uh,
1: Austrian. Austrian. He's from Poland. And he's from Poland. Uh, but apparently
0: oh. yep. lived in uh, France at some point. But they—that's th- the deal. We literally don't know where he got the six million dollars.
2: We just in don't. In San Francisco, we follow Johnny, a man who has a girlfriend Lisa, and also his best friend Mark. Lisa has been cheating on Johnny with Mark, and Johnny doesn't know. Will Johnny ever find out? Will Mark still be Johnny's best friend? Tune in to find out. Jesus, it's like a really
0: crappy soap opera. Um, so- soap, soap operas. Opera. Soap operas would take offense to you, uh, comparing them to this it's oh, it's man. re it's really really bad like i am telling you right now you uh, you need to watch it and you will come it. away from watching it going what the fuck did i just watch
2: Seventy nine thousand three hundred nineteen people have all voted and it got a 3.7 out of 10 mm-hmm. i'm good i rather sleep
0: <laughs> I, i'm telling you it is worth watching for how bad it it's it was so bad James Franco did a biopic about the making of this movie, as to how bad it was.
2: Oh, it's called snap. the Disaster Artist. The Disaster Artist. Yep. Oh,
0: it's, it's about this movie. It's about this movie. Oh, now I might wanna kind of watch it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the deal. You have to watch this movie first before you watch the Disaster Artist to know what half of the Disaster Artist is talking about. Oh, but so he's basically paying him he's playing that dude yes he's playing him yeah oh, okay um it is it is horrible it is a horrible movie um yet it makes million uh because it, it's so bad that people here in America keep renting it and watching it because we like bad stuff yeah we are huge into car wrecks man it's an hour and 39 minutes though <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's short yeah but short for a bad movie, it's pretty long. Fair enough. I'm sorry. We it got out of a cult of
0: classic with late night showings at theaters around the world. Audience members typically arrive dressed up to look like their favorite characters. They interact with the dialogue on the screen. They throw pa- plastic cutlery and footballs around in reference to on-screen events. Interesting. Um, enough,
2: the disaster artist got a 7.4
0: out of 10. Yeah, because so it was a very good movie about a bad movie. <laughs> Genius! That's that's a miracle for you. Yeah, that's well done. And so that's why when we say that the Big Show show is not a good uh, sitcom, and the yet acting, at the same time say well, the acting is terrible, we love it. Um That's that's America for you
1: then. And I no, will watch all of season 2 When it comes out The acting is horrible The storyline isn't, isn't as bad as The Room Not even close to as bad as The Room, the room. I agree. I agree.
2: Well no and I get it And there are films like that That are just you know uh, Fantastically horrible Or terribly good um, Just I don't know Like it, it, I'm just not If it was like a cheesy movie I'd be kind of okay with it more than an actual like ten episode sitcom. I think like, I got like six episodes though, so I'm over. I'm I'm kind of there. Maybe when season two comes out, I'll finish it or something, just so I can. Yeah.
0: I, I will so, also point out the Big Show show was on Netflix top ten most watched titles when it premiered. Uh, so I like think I said, it,
1: the acting might be terrible, but it's still the storylines are fine. They are what people want from their sitcoms. They really are. Ex- it's feel-good.
2: It's a feel-good message. In reality, the message yes. that... on uh, Yes, I, I completely get that. I just, I don't know. Maybe if I was younger and I'd appreciate it. Or I had kids or something.
0: I'd be like, oh, it's a great show for them. Yeah. Uh, that's why I say I think it's a lot of an American thing. That we, we love that. Bad- I mean, have you ever really sat down and watched Friends? I loved Friends. Don't you dare. Friends is not a good show. They are all horrible people. Stop Every- it! Every single one of them is a horrible narcissistic person. They are not fine. You made it well. (laughs) They are not good people. That's not a good sitcom, right? I mean, at the same time as that was on, you had uh, good sitcoms like Mad About You uh, that lasted a decent amount of time and eventually got uh, a recurrence that, that didn't last. But you know, but good sitcoms or Sports Night. If you ever if you haven't ever watched Sports Night, that was one of my favorite sitcoms and it lasted I think 4 seasons and then got canned, you know. We have a lot of good sitcoms and then Friends comes along and it lasts 10 years because Americans love <sighs> bad sitcoms.
2: No, it's not a bad sitcom though. You can't even say that. It had a lot of real to it as well. You can't compare Friends to the Big Show show at all in terms of. I am
0: 100% comparing Friends to the Big Show show. I'm 100% saying that Friends is a Gosh. bad sitcom. You, you I, am, I you,
1: am really starting to wonder if you're actually cornetting this up right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like,
1: I, I feel like you're cornetting this right now. No, I, I've always, i always. Here's the thing. I love
0: Friends. I used to own most of the ten seasons on DVD. You still
2: have it in your closet. Stop it. No,
0: no, I'm I'm left with three of them because I sold most of my DVD uh, before the move. But, mm. but I think I I have like best of season one, and season three or something. Um, I at one point had a website named Chenandlerbong.com. Uh, <laughs> uh I 100 percent love Friends, but that does not sit, mean it is a good sitcom um it is it is almost the epitome of a bad sitcom in my book um but American as an American uh, I love bad sitcoms I love bad tv shows right have you watched an episode of Night Rider recently <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now I have watched many episodes of Night Rider recently and they are all bad Air and yet, yet I still
2: love them. Yeah, but Friends still aged pretty well. Seinfeld aged pretty well. Um, you know, there are those sitcoms that were really well done. Mad About You, I don't really recall necessarily watching. One one that didn't age oh so well was... Um, not Roseanne. Uh, damn it. Yep, not gonna get her name. It was a one-namer. She was like a teenage girl. She had a huge nose. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, that uh, yeah, that was that's kind of more of a bad sitcom than anything. Hungry sister? No, Roseanne.
1: No, well, no, damn it. One name. Uh, we're, we're just trying to-, to go off of stuff that we think might be in Canada now.
0: <laughs> everything
1: well, say, is in everything land, you say guys.
0: One name. She had a big nose. She was a teenager. Awesome. Yeah, she was like awesome. Thank Blossom. you. Come on, guys. I gave you all the great. Blossom hits. had Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence was a
1: national treasure.
3: Whoa. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm i so excited for the title of this episode. <laughs> because I have a feeling the title will have nothing to do I'm, with any I'm of thinking, the crimes we've indicted right now. Because Blossom in a show versus Friends.
0: I'm, I'm thinking uh, Detective she Spark explains it me. all.
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious!
0: Anyways, we'll we'll workshop that afterwards. <laughs> um, but no, I, I back to the crime because uh, we went off on a wild tangent. Uh, um, I'm one hundred percent.
1: Orange Cassidy's a better storyline than Big Show. Show season two will be.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent.
1: And I will still watch all of Big Show Show season two in one day. <laughs> Here's
0: a perfect example of a bad sitcom that, that <laughs> so, <laughs> Full House Full House is a bad sitcom Yet guess what? I've watched all of All of Full House and all of the, the Fuller House You boot of Fuller House
1: yeah. I would I not watch Fuller House and When House? they yes. do Gibbler House I will watch all of Gibbler House Oh, they're actually doing that? No, no. At the I'm moment just saying If not, they did, uh, I would watch they, all of them
0: Yep um perfect strangers that's a bad sitcom that i would watch all day cousin (laughs) balki
1: yeah
0: that one might have been an american thing ah you are missing out perfect strangers about this guy whose cousin from this small greek island of Mepos uh comes to move in with
1: him and hijinks ensue. Step by step, the remake of the Brady Bunch with a little more understanding of what a blended family would be like than the Brady Bunch had.
0: A little bit.
1: A lot more understanding of it, and it still wasn't correct.
0: So many of them. Anyways, no, I agree. The buildup on the Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy is phenomenal. Orange Cassidy, uh, this, is, this is the star-making moment for Orange Cassidy. Not that he needed a star making moment, but it really is this is what takes him from the mid card gimmick thing to the main card.
1: Oh, I think it's I think it's what what glues the TNT title to him eventually.
0: Oh yeah. One hundred percent.
1: I don't think he's a world title guy under this gimmick. But he could temporarily I mean it could be a McFully run with the world title.
0: I think that's I think he's he's the perfect example of a transitional world title holder. Yeah. For him to be the underdog and beat some big nasty heel to win it, um, and then carry it for a few months until different big nasty heel comes and beats him for it. Um, yeah. but this way you protect both of those heels in a way, you know, you you don't have to have the heel lose to a different heel. Anyways.
1: Yeah, you can have you can have just existing roster, and I'm not saying this is the way to do it, but you can have him beat Brian Cage, who who beat Moxley, and then with the help of the best friends is fine. Mm-hmm. And then um, you can have uh, uh, Wordlow take it off of, or MJF take it off of uh, yeah. Orange Cats, mm-hmm. which is actually a good way to put it on MJF. Really decent way to put it on MJF. Exactly.
0: And then, like you say, the TNT title. I think the TNT title will become a more important title as time goes on. Uh, I do think they're going to keep I it on Cody for a while. but I think
1: that's where, where Cassidy lands. Though,
0: mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing for you know when Sammy Guevara comes back from his uh, counseling. I think he's going to make a good run in the, in the TNT title. I think Darby is going to... I think Darby will eventually uh, jump from the TNT title to the main card, the main event sort of thing, but the TNT title, that's that's what it's really good there for, is to build people up so that they can make a jump to the world title picture without it just seeming like, hey, you like this guy, now we're going to give him a world title shot, you know what I mean? But no, I 100% agree with you on everything with Orange Cassidy right now versus Chris Jericho being phenomenal. Uh, yeah.
1: That brawl Definitely. right now—it's the most intriguing storyline. Yeah, I don't—I don't, I don't see who's going to. I—I cannot solidly predict a winner. Yeah. I was pretty sure we were going to have champion versus champion out of that triple threat match. I was 95% sure yeah. that it was going to be Heath yeah.
0: I—I was—I was fairly certain on that too. I was hoping that they would give um, Balor another shot at uh, the NXT title just from a yeah at Adam Cole baby if only to help cement Adam Cole as the new top dog you know uh, now that he's beaten uh, Finn Balor's length of term to physically beat Finn Balor would be a big thing but he already he did before but to physically beat him now afterwards and just like, okay. nail in the coffin in. but but no I, I Keith Lee was if I was putting money on that and I had a hundred dollars to put on it, I would put 99 dollars on Keith Lee winning and one dollar on on Finn Balor just because yeah. I'm a Finn Balor Mark.
1: Um, I you had to throw a dollar at gargano for for heel tactic potential for win so 98, possibly 98 yeah maybe fair uh,
0: but but yeah, like you say. Well, and some of it is just because of the length of time uh, AEW has been, or more specifically, the length of time they've not been. We can't uh, say that they've established any sort of a pattern, right? I've I've got a longstanding uh, theory. I've told you about it before. Uh, going into a, a WWE pay per view, if they make a certain star look powerful on the go home edition of the show. He is going to lose, right? But I don't have that with AEW because their booking isn't as consistently predictable, right? So it well, could go either
1: way. Well, I mean, the title reigns are the one thing that that seem to be, and it could be because of coronavirus. But title reigns seem to be um, consistent, at least with the world title. It's that it's going to be a long reign. Every time somebody wins, it's going to be a long reign. So, but that's only been two champions, and both of them have been proven right.
0: So like, a transitional
1: champion is a good idea. <laughs> but like soon. right
0: now, Chris Jericho versus uh, Orange Cassidy, there's no championship on the line, so we can't use no. that to help us pick who's going to be the winner. Uh, they made Orange Cassidy look pretty powerful on this uh, episode of Dynamite, which... Maybe the go home. I can't remember if they've officially announced which uh, match is going to be on which night for Fighter uh, Fest. But let's say it's the go home. Uh, if this was WWE, I'd say that means that Chris Jericho is going to win. But I can't say that with AEW. We literally don't know. This could be where Chris Jericho puts uh, Orange Cassidy over really big and helps make him a bigger star. And that's part of the excitement of it. It's So so much was great about this buildup. So I agree with you there, 100%. So are we done
2: with him doing anything with Tyson? And that was just the one-off thing? I I
0: don't know if we're 100% done, but Tyson's apparently, uh, from what I've been reading, trying to pitch a fight against Tyson Fury, an exhibition match against Tyson Fury, uh... And so I think this really was Tyson just coming in for a couple appearances to pop some ratings and and (laughs) get get people talking about him again. So 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 wait, he's not
2: facing Holyfield?
0: I thought that was still going on. I don't think anything's officially been announced on that at all either, but I just saw a a thing earlier today that uh, Tyson Fury says that Tyson's... Tyson, Tyson Fury versus Tyson Tyson. There's um, <laughs> a lot of Tysons um, that Mike Tyson, Tyson, Tyson was, was pitching. I think it was like a $60 million uh, exhibition fight between them. I don't know if Tyson Fury's going to do it because he's... It doesn't still...
1: advance Fury at all.
0: No, exactly. It doesn't help Fury. And Fury's still in active competition, right? Yes. If Fury had so if retired... He loses,
1: then,
2: then he has to give a... I mean you have a better chance of doing holy fia- um you have a better chance of doing um what's his face? Mayweather versus Tyson. But that would just be so unfair. Oh my god, yeah, Mayweather could knock the fuck out.
1: <laughs> Tyson's too old, bro. Like he still has power, but
2: then again, you, I don't know. I can't like you can't season.
1: play you can't play the dodging game against Mike Tyson. I, I I really don't feel like I don't feel like Mayweather's fighting style allows him to fight Mike Tyson like that.
0: Mike Tyson just needs to get that one good punch in,
1: and... Yeah. <laughs> and 15 rounds is a long time to wait for that one good punch because he ain't gonna knock that chin out. Mayweather is not gonna be able to knock out Mike Tyson even at 80 or however old he is agrees not 80 but <laughs> okay like almost 50 or just over 50 fair remember george foreman wore, won the world heavyweight championship at 50 boxing yeah. shape is very different than most other sports especially when you have power like mike tyson yeah that's valid let's
2: make it happen guys i am hashtagging tyson versus mayweather
1: enough <laughs> <laughs> money up mayweather will do it Tyson Fury, on the other hand, has power, reach, speed, youth, all of it. I don't, yeah, I don't it think Tyson jumps into that match and walks of. out, but I think Mike Tyson beats the crap out of Mayweather. He just gets him on the ropes and just starts laying in.
2: And That'd be amazing for it to be Mayweather's first loss. It'd be Mike Tyson. That'd be crazy. His career would be over. <laughs> wow, sorry. We're just on
0: crazy tangents. Yes, we will move on to misdemeanors. And um, I only had a couple of them. One of them I already went into about uh, them calling the next two weeks of NXT Great American Bash. Um just tough counteract counter program fighter. But that's such a WWE move for them to do. Right. I mean, it's it's exactly what you would expect WWE to do. And they did it. So. Uh, that's why it's just a misdemeanor, you know. Like, oh, WWE's beating WWE them again. Um, C. Control V. I,
2: I feel like someone called the WWE out on that, and it was someone related or very close to Dusty. Oh Rhodes. yeah, no, it
0: was it was uh, Cody's sister here, uh, who who just said, "You can send the check to my mom," because uh, <laughs> it was a Dusty Rhodes name. So, um, Cody. Cody had a lot more tame of an answer. He's like, listen, they're going to do what they can do. I don't own the rights to it. My sister's more angry about it than me. I'm pro- uh, focusing on Fighter Fest. Boom. Um, my other misdemeanor, though, is uh, uh, against Tessa Blanchard for getting fired on her day off. How do y'all get fired on your day off? Um, I can
2: answer that. <laughs> i think i could answer that one too actually
0: (laughs) I, I, i think a lot of us actually can answer that um but reportedly she uh was asked to record some promos from home since she's stuck down in mexico i use the phrase stuck i'm sure if she if she needed to she could get up here even though the borders closed um but she's down in mexico and they wanted her to do some promos and she reportedly would not do them unless they paid her a day rate in addition to what they're already paying her to sit at home, and uh, they said, nope, and she said, well, I'm not going to do it, and they said you know what, you're fired, we're going to take the title back
1: uh-huh.
0: um, well, considering they
1: already put it on Moose
0: well, they t- theoretically, yeah, she, she was the Impact world title, and Moose has the TNA world title so, um, but they also had already announced that there was going to be a a uh, match at Slammiversary um, for the title uh, not involving Moose, so it's going to be the other title, the Impact title. So now they can easily just make that match a, you know, title match um, and have a bunch of, you know, contestants in that too. winner takes all sort of a thing. Um, but I... It also comes down to, reportedly, her contract was up sometime in August, and so it could have been a lot that they were just like, listen, the writing's already on the wall that you're probably going to leave at the end of August. I mean, you've made yourself as big of a star, and we've helped make you as big of a star as you can do in Impact Wrestling, and she's got enough demand elsewhere. I, I think right now in the speaking out moment that, at the very least, Aew is probably gonna be a little bit hesitant to bring her in right now. Um, but I I think if she shows a little um, contriteness, remorse for her previous alleged actions um, and all of that stuff, she'll eventually end up in either Aew or WWE. Uh, Reports have it WWE has been sending some feelers her way pretty heavily. Um, I think AEW is a fairly likely landing point at some point, if only because her dad's there. Uh, So that makes at least a little bit of a sense there. She's a phenomenal wrestler. um, And so I I would like to see her eventually land one place or another, but it would also be nice to see her, like you say, show a little remorse for the way she allegedly treated some people before. Um, and, you know, she hasn't really shown that yet. So I don't know if AEW really wants to bring her in right now. Big no. Swole apparently has gone on the record, though, saying that if if uh, Tessa really wants to forward her career, AEW is the place that she should go, which is funny because Big Swole was one of the people that reportedly was dissed by Tessa. At one point so but, but that's those are my misdemeanors uh i mean tess is gonna land on her feet eventually unless unless she like really gets me too'd uh but
2: and look and there was kind of a real positive note on this whole speaking out me too kind of situation now there's a good story uh that a fan wrote about sammy guevara i didn't get a chance to read it but it like went viral And I was like, see, that's kind of what more I want to hear about, too. You know what I mean? Like, what about all the good things, too, that these wrestlers do? Like, something he said in 2014, which I completely, you know, I I, I disagree with what he said. And, you know, the guy's also young. You know, like, not saying that he shouldn't have known better even at 18, 17. But, like, you know, he... You know, how many people... There's not anyone in this world... That can say, oh, you know, the stuff I said when I was 17, I I still, you know, I don't regret anything till this day, you know? Like, I don't know. I
0: guess 100%. Sammy Guevara is not going anywhere. He's going to go get some, some, uh, treatment, uh, if that's the best word for it. Sensitivity training. Sensitivity training. Um, he's going to come back a better person of it, and he, and he's not going anywhere. Um, he, uh, of all of the stories that came out of the speaking out, his was kind of, it wasn't even out of the speaking out. It just happened to correspond with it because uh, his was simply, he said some stupid shit on a podcast or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Five <laughs> years ago, three years ago. Right. And, and he has done everything right from that moment. He apologized. He reached out to Sasha Banks and apologized. He had a very, very, heart-to-heart conversation with Sasha, Sasha Banks um she's accepted his apology he's going into treatment to become a better person out of it um he released publicly both through Twitter and on his YouTube page very public uh, apologies and uh taking uh ownership of what he did you know he, he at no point tries to play it off as i didn't mean it or uh, i'm sorry you felt uh, offended by it you 100 says listen i said something stupid and uh i feel really bad about it now and i'm gonna become a better person he, he did everything he just, right he does kind
2: of say that he's he's been changed since then like there's a lot of things <laughs> that did happen after that um. So he kind of. But look, I mean, it's fine. I don't want to down dog the guy. Like I think he did it really well. I, 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 wasn't a whole fan of him doing
0: it behind all his like pop figures. Well, that's just where he films all of his videos. That's just, oh, if you okay. watch if you watch his his uh, YouTube channel, he uh, that's where he's got his camera set up for his in home stuff. Uh, he has, right. Okay, okay. He does. He does fan openings there where people will send him gifts and he sits down at that table and he opens them up and thanks the people there. But no, I everything I've ever heard about Sammy Guevara uh, says he's a stand-up guy. And this, to me, uh, proved that he is, that he made a mistake four years ago. Um, it wasn't a very, very dumb mistake, yes. Was it something that he never should have done in the first place? Yes. But like you say, he's young and we all... Every single one of us has something four, five, six, seven years ago that we wish we could take back, right? Um, and you can't. That's the that's the thing in this world. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Uh, once something is out there, it's out there. I fortunately uh, lived in a time where when I was... 17 18 19 20 there were not cameras all around me and no one recorded me 24 7 so the stupid shit i said back then doesn't come back to haunt me you're
1: um, also not a celebrity in, in any way
0: yeah i'm also not that but even there there are even non-celebrities there are people that you know just local people that stuff comes back years down the road they apply for a job and and they're uh When doing their due diligence on the job application they google the name and it comes up on a youtube video from four years ago when they were just being stupid and everything and it can cost them and that's the world we live in today um but uh, but once again i fortunately um am old enough that none of the stupid shit i said when i was under 25 years old Uh, is recorded. And I said some dumb stuff. And I, I, there are days that I sit at home and I think to myself, and I remember something I said back in, you know, 1998, or 2002, 20 years ago, you know,
3: Uh,
0: and I think, man, I was really stupid when I said that. Um, None of it was as bad as I really want to rape someone. Um, But also, I wasn't on a podcast trying to be funny at the time. So, um, we all do it, and that's why I say, you know, in the end, he's not the same person he was four years ago. Just like you or I aren't the same person we were four years ago. Um, and he's working to make himself better, and he's working to make sure that this doesn't ever happen again. And he's doing everything right, and I'm 100% supportive of Sammy. Um, yeah. He will be back. He will he will be back in AEW, and he will eventually be a TNT title holder. I have no doubts on that. And I. I still believe he is a future star, Um, but he is not. This hasn't changed anything in terms of his path up to wrestling stardom. For sure. No, it, it may have delayed it. Just delayed. it. Yeah. But, um, but at the same point, like I said, he's only tangentially part of the speaking out, you know? Um, Yes, it happened at the same time, but his storyline was not that uh, another wrestler came forward and said this is what he's done like they have with some of the other wrestlers like the Joey Ryans and the um Dreams um Jack Gallagher you know these, these are people who have had actual stories come forward about them
2: oh he actually got fired because of something in regards to the speaking out Jack Gallagher yeah yes, yes. Oh, okay damn i didn't hear okay he got fired well, just okay
0: why we don't know 100% that he got fired because of the speaking out, but he got fired right after he got accused of things through speaking out. Oh, okay. So chances are it had something to do with it. Yes. Um, And the same thing with Joey Ryan. The same thing with – um. there's a bunch of them. I'm not even going to go into all the names. Um, Sa- Sammy Guevara is just not related to those. It happened at the same time, but it's not those. But, yes, this right. nice storyline that you were talking about – Um. Sammy Guevara reached out to to someone because uh, he was contacted that their daughter was uh, suicidal, oh. and they didn't know they didn't know how to help, but they knew that she was a big fan of Sammy Guevara, and he reached out to her and helped uh, talk her through a tough time, and that's part oh. of why I'm I'm still in the Sammy Guevara uh, fan. You know, um, I think he's doing everything perfectly right for how to make amends for this. Um, and I, I, like I said, uh, so much of it is just owning up to it and saying, yes, I did this. Um, I'm ashamed of it, and I'm sorry that I did it, and I'm going to make sure I'm a better person and I don't do it again.
2: Yeah, You did it well. I mean, he did it quickly too. You know, it was in like a two-day span where He called Sasha right away. They spoke, they had a discussion. Sasha wrote something as well. He did his apology on Twitter. The next day, he also did his video on YouTube. It was all, you know, right away. And that's how it should be contained and also controlled as well. You know, uh, Justin Bieber technically did something like that where someone accused Justin Bieber of doing something. But Justin Bieber had, like, receipts. So he went with his lawyers and said, no, I was here. I was with Selena Gomez at that time, and so on and so forth. You have to kind of nip these in the butt right away, especially if you feel any kind of remorse. Part- okay, I'm sorry. Pardon the pun. Wow, Jesus. Let's see what it was. Okay, you know what I mean. Uh, especially if, you know, you do certainly feel the remorse, uh, you know, you're not the same person, or if you're being wrongfully accused. Usually these are the first people that will uh that will say something right away that will you know right away talk about it and not remain silent and give some you know half-hearted i'm sorry you felt this way or i'm sorry you know what i mean so certainly Guevara did it the best he did it any way a wrestler should if there is remorse behind it But if ultimately, you know, he does have his age to kind of help him out with that too. Because if he was 40 years old and this happened four years ago, I don't think the same things would fly. Sure, we are different people, but his age and him being young and what he did when he was 18, 17, 18, could have had an effect to it too. Just because, you know, we tend to just say a lot more stupid stuff within our teen years
0: um, that we don't necessarily mean. Well... And and let's be one hundred percent clear here. Um, What he said, what he did, was horrible, and and deserves being called out and all this stuff. But he was accused, not accused. He he said something. It was it was entirely verbal, right? That's it. Speaking out stuff that's been going on has been not just about words, but about action. Right. Um. It's been about abuse. It's been about sexual abuse. It's been about verbal abuse. It's been about using your power to control people, uh, using your power to blacklist people from wrestling promotions, using your power as a wrestling promoter to do things. And and those are all- Okay, now talk about anybody else but Cornette. Ha, 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 Hey, you're right, you're right. Those all do <laughs> apply to Cornette, yes. Um, One hundred percent. But, and that's the deal. So, so you know, in the end, I think Sammy Guevara is in a different class than those. You know, I mean, you can come out and you can apologize and say, I'm really, really sorry that I said something that I shouldn't have said. And I, I really don't mean it. I didn't mean it. You know, I was just trying to be funny, but I understand that it was inappropriate and I'm going to work to be a better person. You cannot come out and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I raped you in a closet at a Hilton when you were 16 Um, But I'm gonna try to become a better person now. Right. Um, That's something that that apologies don't cut it for those things. Right? Yeah, that's a bit messed up. Anyways, does anyone else have misdemeanors or should we move on to commendation?
3: Uh, I'm I'm gonna
0: say commendations it is. Yep. So, um... I only have well, I have two, but I've already touched on the AEW team of Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Uh, I did not know that I needed it, but I do. Uh, it is it is so wonderful. That vignette that they did was great. They they worked really well as a team together. So I am 100% on board for that. My other commendation is to QT Marshall, um, and this it's also to John Moxley for the same reason. Both of them, uh, through separate things, got were in contact with someone who later tested positive for COVID nineteen. Both of them called AEW and said, "Hey, just so you know, I've been in contact, you know, personal contact with someone who's now been diagnosed. So I am going to stay home and not come to Dynamite. Um, and and that's the way you do it, you know." Uh, and so I want to give him commendations for for being a stand up guy and saying, listen, I'm not going to put other people at risk. I realize that I may have been exposed um, by my contact with this person in John Moxley's case, his wife. Um, and so instead of risking other people, I don't feel sick. I'll just go to work. Uh, I'm going to stay home. So that's my commendation there. Nice. Fair enough. Anyone else? I interspersed uh, mine
1: through. I yeah, really did. Good. I broke a rule.
3: Yeah. Good enough. Well, well on that, note, <laughs> though.
0: You <laughs> broke a rule.
1: Yeah, I had a commendation before there was a. Yeah. Before commendations.
0: He
2: talked talk uh, about oh, it. Really okay.
1: Cool show. Right. True. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh,
2: Yeah, no, I don't really got any except for. Uh, yeah, no,
0: I got nothing can't think of one right now good enough well, we will just start to bring this to a close um i always say make sure to like share and subscribe uh whatever podcast platform you use there's going to be a button whether it's subscribe or follow or i don't know get this podcast where you get notified uh anytime we post a new episode they often leave an automatically download so they're just ready for you to listen to whatever so make sure to do that make sure to share it on your socials uh, because. The more people who listen to this, the better it is for all of us. Uh, so just click there. Easiest, quickest, and cheapest way to support us is to just send out a tweet or a Facebook message or a MySpace message and say, Hey, listen to this podcast. And then you that can follow.
1: Us. You said easily. Wow. You said that so slow.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: also, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at rawandorderwbu. You can follow DA Fabe at. D.A. Vincent K. Fabe And then of course The Royal Canadian Mounted Police J.L.B. is at At J.L.B.
2: 420 Is the Twitter At Real Talk Radio 8 Is the brand on Twitter and anchor.fm slash RTR
0: awesome you can also support us on Patreon patreon.com slash raw and order WBU you can get access to ad free versions of the show our discord server where you can chat directly with us um, uh, higher levels get you free t-shirt free swag uh, and the ability to vote on our um, monthly uh, classic Pay-per-view reviews that we're going to be doing. I actually have the poll up for our July review right now, and I know I've I talked to uh, talked to D. A. Fabe about it, but I don't think I've even talked to J. L. B. and told him. What classic pay-per-views that you guys can be voting on on our Patreon? You have not. Do tell me, good sir. So so the choices are, we're going to start off with a bang with these classic pay-per-views. So I chose some really good ones. The choices are WCW's Bash at the Beach, 1996. Ooh, okay. WWE WrestleMania 3. Nice. WWE WrestleMania X7.
2: Oh, please let it be X7.
0: Or ECW One Night Stand 2005. Now, I'm going to point out that's the good One Night Stand. That's not the bad one that came later. I think the bad one next year. (laughs) So, of course, the... the, WCW and WWE ones are all very major shows. Uh, Bash at the Beach was the NWO's uh, third man reveal, uh, which changed the course of wrestling as we know it. Uh, WrestleMania 3, of course, was the body slam, uh, which changed the course of wrestling as we knew it at that time. Uh, and in many ways, WrestleMania X Seven changed the course of wrestling as we know it, because that was the first TLC match.
3: Oh snap!
0: Which has become a staple in wrestling and every company since. You know, then.
2: for a moment there, I thought you were doing a Hogan themed, but then I realized Hogan versus Rock was X Eight, right?
0: Uh, n- no, I think that was even later. Oh snap! Toast. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because X7 would have been, was it 2002?
2: I'm using my Google machine, which is taking forever. And that was WrestleMania 18. No, I was right. And that was 2000. So 2001 was the TLC. So you might actually be wrong on the
0: TLC. No, I'm 100% right on it being. Okay, well then WrestleMania 18 is for sure. Yeah, you're right. Right, yeah, WrestleMania X8 is Hogan versus Rock. I just told you, I just Googled it. You really yeah. had to just confirm that I was right? No, no I I, I was I was admitting that you were right. There's a difference between confirming and admitting. I said, yeah, you're right. Uh, right. I feel like you I'm were giving, confirmed. I felt like you just saw the Google machine as I'm, well. I'm, I'm like, giving oh. you props on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. We were wrong. Jeez, take it's... the compliment, man. Otherwise, I'll mute you. <laughs>
2: fine i'm taking the compliment i'm right all the time thank you Move
0: but on. moving on moving on <laughs> you can also support us through merch at shop.spreadshirt.com raw and order wbu um where there may or may not be a takeover chicago pipe bomb shirt at some point how may or may not may or may not see possible. But on that note, we will close the book on the wrestling booking unit. I would like to thank everyone for listening.
3: We will see you soon.